T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What time is it? It's crowded time! Excuse me. Couldn't get to the cough button there in time. (laughs) Didn't notice. Uh, Did you just put on your Cubs World Series ring? (laughs) It feels good. And I know how much you hate the fact that I got a ring. Yeah, the Hall of Famer, one of the greatest middle linebackers in Bears history indeed down here with Mike Singletary. Did you see Die Hard? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I did too. That was awesome. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Samurai. Down to Mark Grody. Hey, Cordero, could I get a couple minutes with you here, man? I ain't even talking today, man. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's been kind of a devastating day for me with with, uh, Bubba and then the bird. So, Bubby. 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 And when the Patriots took a no. nothing lead, when I thought, they took no, the, no, 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 less. The Bears were America's team. What are you talking about? The, no, they weren't. The no, they weren't. Yeah, everybody, sure they were. hit, yeah, they were. Everybody, you weren't down there. I was. <laughs> Mark Grody. Oh, here I am, unmuted. There it is. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark Grody on six seventy. The score. What's going on? It. The thing that interests me most, I think, in that open. Right there, other than everything, because I feel like a lot of that stuff is funny every time, was the Mike Singletary part, because guess what? Mike Singletary, while well, well, this all of this has been going on with the Bears coaching search and GM search, which of course has come to a close for the Bears, Mike Singletary was raising his hand. Somebody please hire me as head coach of the Bears as he badly wants it. At least that's the the article that I'd read from Dan Pompey. And uh, Dan Pompey is a Hall of Famer. So he gets it right. And he spoke, well, he spoke to Mike Singletary. It wasn't like some source thing. Mike Singletary wanted an interview in it that I don't believe that he ever received an interview per the, per the article. That was the inference for sure. But Mike Singletary, good old number 50. He's still out there. Still feels like he's got coaching in his blood, but uh, nobody trusts him since the San Francisco 49ers. I guess debacle and the pants pulled down and all of that, which he does. Mike Singletary does address in that Pompeii article. 
Happy Friday night. So good to have you here on The Score. I am Mark Rohde. It has indeed been a grand week with the Bears doing big business, huge business, as they've got a general manager in Ryan Poles. They have themselves a head coach in Matt Eberflus. And both, by the way, will indeed be meeting the media on Monday at Hallis Hall. I will be there 11 o'clock. And, yeah, I, I will be there. Everybody will be there because they are allowing for this to be in person, which is good and impressive and a, 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 a strong move by the Bears. And I say that because it's pretty easy to do everything on Zoom these days. And sometimes that's an easy way out. And we did a lot on Zoom with the Bears this year, but that was because of COVID protocol, which existed throughout the entire NFL. So we in the media and they in public relations, we all have figured out how to do business with each other virtually, just like a lot of you have listening and whatever business you are in. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's good. It was refreshing to see that this would be in person. So that'll be at 11 o'clock, the get-to-know-you portion of these two gentlemen, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. And I I have not heard a lot from you guys this week because I've been buried in my business. I've obviously I've had the station on, but sometimes it's in the peripheral hearing while that's going on. And very simply put, what I would like to hear from you is very simply about either of these candidates or both, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. What stands out to you? What stands out to you? 312-644-6767 is the number. Doesn't it, it could be positive, could be negative. What what stands out about the hiring if even if you want to go into the process, but really about these two guys from what you've heard because we are all in the process of learning and we are at the score trying to present as much information as possible on these two gentlemen who none of us really knew a lot about before they were hired in these prominent positions for the Bears. They were assistants, so they did not have big names, and, and hopefully going forward they will have big names with the Bears for the right reasons. So 312-644-6767. Brian Callahan is our executive producer. He is the man to whom you will speak if you would like to jump on the radio with me here tonight. It is a shorty tonight. It's a shorty show because there is a Bulls game tonight. The Bulls at the San Antonio Spurs tonight. 7.15 is when the pregame show will start with Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington. They bounce at about 7.30 in San Antonio tonight. The Bulls right now 31-17, and 17, a half game behind Miami in the Eastern Conference and uh, Cleveland. Just lurking, too. How about Cleveland? 30-19. and 19. Cleveland, a game and a half out in the in the Eastern Conference. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. i got a couple things on my mind about the Bulls that we will get to as the show goes on. But right now we are talking Bears. And what stands out to you about these two hires? 312-644-6767. As Ryan Pulse, here's what stands out to me about him. And I've talked about some of this on the radio this week already. Ryan Pulse, first thing, he is clearly not afraid to impose his will or be his own man or challenge bosses, challenge um, people in power for better because of the fact that he did interview 
the candidate, the, the final candidates, and ending in the hiring of Matt Eberflus that was not with other people in the room. Once Ryan Poles was hired, that's what he requested to do. I have no idea if everybody else would have preferred to have been in the room. I don't know. Maybe we'll find some of that out. But cheers to to Ryan Poles for seemingly imposing his will and saying, yeah, I, I like some of the guys you like, but I would like to talk to them. And this hire was his. This hire was his. So I think that that... Like the the delegation of authority began as soon as he was hired. You are you are now the general manager. Go do your job. And guess what? We need a head coach. Here here's a few that we were looking at. And if you're down with it and you'd like to talk to those guys, that would be great. That's the way it appears to have gone down. So I like that about Ryan Poles as well. What else stands out about him to me? He's never done it. He's never done it. And that's the easy one. That's the easy one, but that's just it. No matter how good his his resume looks, and it does look really good, everything about him, Ryan Poles, it's it's really good. I mean, he he has been with the Chiefs for 13 years, and that really good organization. He was a finalist for the Carolina job last year, finalist for the Giants job. This year, which, by the way, went to Brian Dayball, um, he he has worked with Scott Pioli. He's worked with John Dorsey, Brett Veach, um, yeah, obviously with Andy Reid. So there, everything about it, everything about his resume is terrific, but we simply don't know how good he or bad he might be at the job because he, he has never been in charge solely of a 53-man roster, and that's the whole gig. That's the whole gig. Get, get, get us the 53 best players you can via the draft and via free agency So and, and existing players, obviously. So we have no idea. Have no idea. I mean, nobody has been specific to any of us. Like, okay, he was dead responsible for the drafting of that player the development of that player this wouldn't this would not have occurred for this organization the chiefs if this hadn't happened there's nothing like that right now so that's a big obvious deal but that's that is a huge deal every day i'll get to some of more, my stuff on matt eberflus as well but let's let's take some calls while we have the time to do it because we got potsy coming up in just a little bit mark potash from the chicago sometime to talk about the bears let's start with rick on the south side hi rick you're on the score with mark grody what's going on man so actually we just lost rick he dropped oh, off so. all right so this leaves me to crazy dave then i would assume that is correct. Crazy Dave. Let's go. Let's go crazy, Dave. Hey, you know, you know, it's not so crazy. In fact, it's uh, it's as right as rain. It's exactly – I haven't had a chance because I've been busy this week, right, to do my research. Everyone's been calling me, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on the hire, right? Obviously, I'm not they – all, They all come to Crazy Dave, huh? They come to Crazy Dave. They want to know what he thinks. <laughs> and I, I say – all I was thinking is – you know, I haven't done my research, and the problem is I have to do research. You just cleared up some of it for me. I haven't had a chance to look at it, but that's classic Bears making a reach where they can, because talent is talent. I'm in the music biz, right? Talent mm-hmm. is talent, and, and that's certainly the case in free agency. The Bears continue to reach because then they can continue to exert control. If they're bringing in somebody who's the answer man, right, then they've lost a bit of control. And if they continue to want to sort of make their own mousetrap and be able to manage the mousetrap. Okay, oh. Thanks, Mark. 
Yeah, absolutely. They lost you right there at the, at the very end. That was uh, crazy. I like the idea that that in his circle, everybody wants to know what Crazy Dave thinks. Hun, the Bears just made a big move. Let's get Crazy Dave on the phone. We need to talk to Dave because a big bear story has broken. I'm just kidding you, Crazy Dave. I do appreciate the call. I should have kept you on to ask you specifically what you meant about the same old thing with the Bears. I, I maybe your, I think maybe your thought process was that these are two rookies in massive gigs for the Bears, which is clearly not something that is unprecedented with the Bears because that is the way. I mean, you can start to look at these things and and feel that it's not coincidence. And I don't have an, I don't have a problem actually with the philosophy of hiring the young rookie hotshot personnel guy in the league. Like I don't think that that is a is a bad thing at all. But it it has been interesting historically to think about and talk about how, how the Bears have valued or not valued the general manager position, maybe just like that title as much as some other organizations. Because pre Jerry Angelo, who was around like during the Lovey Smith era, essentially some Dick Duran as well, like he he was the first GM in a long time uh, when when he was hired by the Bears. Because previous to that, they had Mark Hadley, who was the director of player personnel. And then prior to that, the last time I remember the Bears having GMs or that title must have been Jerry Venisi and or uh, Jim Finks. So it's it's always been. And now they and, and typically they have been inexperienced at the jobs as well. Even going back to Jerry Angelo, although he did have a pretty good say in Tampa Bay, did Angelo before he came to the Bears. But then. To just to speed this up a little bit, you obviously had Ryan Pace, who had risen to the top of a very good organization, the New Orleans Saints. It did not work out with the Bears. He did not get the Bears to win while he was here. So, but but it looked good. Like his resume looked pretty shiny too. Young guys, bright guys, come from good organizations who have worked their way up and just impressed the hell out of everybody around them. Like those are you know genuine examples of people really wanting you to have the jobs and just because there's a similar script here with these guys it doesn't mean like that's a bad philosophy it just happens to have not worked out uh recently for the bears in that gm chair um my god and and somehow my brain didn't even allow me to say the, the name phil emery throughout all of that as well he also a little older but he also was a first-time general manager for the chicago bears all right back to the phones here three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven Hmm. I'm going through. Oh, here we go. Andrew in Elgin. Hi, Andrew. You're on the score. Hey, how's it going? Good, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for asking. Sure. So, uh, as you said, we we don't know too much about these guys, and uh, you know, this is stupid. You're gonna you're not gonna like me for this, but the only parallel that I think is interesting is that we went from a coach named Matt and a GM named Ryan to a coach named Matt and a GM named Ryan. All right, uh, Andrew, I do kind of hate you because it has been uttered <laughs> at least 42,000 times. All right. Really? So I, I know, Ryan. I, I mean, Andrew, I'm sorry. I know you think you just put that together, but guess what? There's a line of people ahead of you at this point on that one. So, 
I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I make you feel bad. That, you feel bad. I mean, you just gotta update your material. Your material is like a day behind. If you give, you can remedy that. Your material will be straight up good. Just, just hey, get there step you go. it up. Hey, maybe we'll get Matt Ryan next. Hey, oh my God! Now see, now that one I hadn't heard. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Andrew? No, that's it, man. Thank okay. You so much for your time. <laughs> okay. I think that was actually turned out to be a really hilarious phone call. You <laughs> kind of got me with the Matt Ryan. What if we get Matt Ryan? I'm, now, that one I hadn't heard. It's probably out there. My guess is, considering the material that Andrew had written for the beginning of that call, I'm I'm guessing that um, Andrew does not know either about that. <laughs> Let's go to Rich in Wisconsin. Hi, Rich. What stands out to you? So we just lost Rich, but we did oh. we did get Rick back on the south side. Oh, he, oh good. He, he's got us over here. Hello, uh, Rick. Yeah, is, Rick on the south side. Oh, Rick yeah. on the south side. Oh, I'm sorry. I was mixing you up with Crazy Dave on the northwest side. He's probably taking calls. People want his hot Listen, take. Yeah. I'm telling you what the the, the the guy said. He told them old fogies, "Thank you for your service. We got this now." We got this. They know what they're going to do. This guy had a plan. He came in there. He came in there. He played them. He said, hey, give me the power I want. I'm off to Wisconsin. This man came in here on a Game of Thrones and stuff like that. And all you all folks are doubting him. This guy is a player. You just don't even know. It's, oh. We don't know if he's going to do this. They knew they were going to help Justin Fields. This guy knew he came in here to develop Justin Fields. And he's talking about, talking about Pep Hamilton. Pep Hamilton coached Herbert. He coached uh, Andrew Luck. They got a plan. Now watch it. They call get Pat Hamilton. They're going to develop this guy. So you're get all you guys are underestimating it, and you give him this guy. You give him he. You got a choke chain on him. You gave a long lease to Pace. You gave a long lease to Chaprisky, and y'all got a choke chain on on uh, uh, on number one. And these new guys, they're going to shock everybody. They came in here with a plan. He executed it. So that's 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 my take on it. They know exactly it. what they're going to do. He's going to surprise all y'all doubters, <laughs> <laughs> and, y'all, and you're not giving them anyway. You gave you gave you gave uh, uh, you gave enough uh, uh, Nagy enough rope to hang you and pace enough rope to hang. So you. Rick, guy, what are you, you Rick? What are you work? Wait, 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 wait. Who who are we not giving a break to? Now I'm confused. To to Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. I'm saying I'm saying I don't saying think anybody's against them. We had similar rookie people coming in here, and I didn't oh, okay. hear any of this so, stuff when Pace and Nagy got here. Oh well, that's just because that's that's just because they, they people are a little cynical at this point. I think that the Bears have earned people's cynicism, haven't they? Well, they're gonna they're gonna shock you. Yeah, yeah, but nobody came in there and told. We've been begging for somebody to tell the McCaskies where to go. Come, these guys come in here and do it, and you doubt them. I, that's all I got to say. They're going to shock them. all of you. Remember, right. I said this. Okay. They're going to shock playoffs next year. They're going to shock all you. That's my take. All right. I got you, Rick. I got you. I, I, I think, what do we call that, straw man thing? Like, I, don't, I haven't heard anybody come out and just have hate for Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. Oh, my God. Like, because we don't know enough about them, there's not a, there is not a path or, a, excuse me, a record of success and failure that we could point to. So it's really, almost by definition, you can't really hate these guys. I mean, maybe you had a different candidate or you don't like the profile that exists, defensive side, former offensive lineman for Ryan Poles. But, but I, I tell you what, I tell you what there, uh, Rick, 
on the south side. I will. I want you to be right, and I will. I will allow you to have your glory if these guys are great together. And for the, I feel like I feel like I was arguing something that I I didn't even feel like I was like feeling like I didn't didn't like Ryan Poles and Matt. No, I I never said anything about that. I have concerns that I have expressed, but to doubt at this point, no, that doesn't really make sense for anybody unless you could give me something concrete and succinct about either of these guys. And no, neither of them is as great as the, the flowing and the glowing you've been hearing here on the score. It's just a lot of people vouching for guys that are friends and coaches, and, that's, and they deserve that. They absolutely deserve all of the adulation and the honeymoon and the cheers and the plaudits coming their way because they have gotten into massive, massive jobs, and both of these guys have worked their asses off to get there, and now they are coming to a heritage franchise, the Chicago Bears. It's a big, big, big deal, and, and and those guys should understand or get all of the applause that they have been getting. But pretty soon, pretty soon, it's going to get down to the real business of things and wanting answers about the things that need to be fixed personnel-wise and some of the things that need to be worked out in terms of coaching and developing certain players like the quarterback, Justin Fields. Let's continue this conversation after a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to bring in Mark Potash from the Chicago Sun-Times. He covers the Bears. We'll get his opinions on everything that's going on with Poles and Eberflus. I'm Mark Grody. It's Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. I hope Ryan really goes to his roots in football and understand how desperate this team is for an offensive and defensive line that can go out there and be the reason they win games and not the question mark leading up to the game. That's 85 Bear Tom Thayer, part of the WBBM Bears broadcast booth. And that was Tom Thayer on the score this morning on our morning show. This is Molly and Hall on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. It's interesting, too. I mean, you don't usually think about, like, mentality as much when it comes to a, a GM, like, distinguishing which side of the football. But it in this case, I, I suppose you can because – the Bears' new general manager, Ryan Poles, played offensive line, and we'll see if that is what sort of directs his vision. Who who knows? Matt Eber, Eberflus was a, a linebacker. And we welcome you back in on the show. I'm Mark Grody. We are definitely talking about the Bears. Get back to some more of your calls in just a little bit. Bulls basketball tonight, the Bulls at San Antonio. That will get started at 7.15 tonight with the pregame show with Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington. As always, the Bulls right now just a half game back of Miami in the Eastern Conference. But let's keep the Bears talk going. My buddy Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times, he is one of their fine beat reporters for the Bears over the Sun-Times. He joins us, does Mark Potash, on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. What's going on, Potsy? How are you? Uh, I am doing much better recently than I have oh, been, so thanks, Mark. Oh, okay. Well, well, we're almost, it's almost over. You, you, are you talking about just being busy, or were you sick or something? Sure. No, 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 no. Just getting this, uh, getting, getting this uh, laborious uh, search, search, uh, <laughs> concurrent search, uh, searches done. 
that's always one of the worst parts of a, of a bad a season in which you you know, which basically the last uh, eight weeks were a death march, and uh, and then you've got uh, you know coaching changes. This is uh, this is uh, you know I always say it beats working for a living, but this is one of the nightmare seasons uh, for for an NFL beat writer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a hundred months. The season ends, and that's usually when we take a deep breath because we're going crazy. You're going a hundred miles per hour, and now it it goes to about two hundred miles per hour just because of the craziness of trying to keep up with a coaching search while you're trying to tap into your own sources and talk to your own people, and it just splattered all over the place. So, Potsy, let's let's talk about these two guys then: Ryan Poles, the GM, and Matt Eberflus, if possible. I know I've left you in an impossible situation, but I am going to ask you what you think of these two guys, and we'll get into the process later as well. I'll be honest, Mark. I don't know what to think because um, Ryan Poles, you know, seems like very similar to uh, uh, to Ryan Pace. Uh, you know, he's worked for more guys. That's like his big selling point compared to Pace. But he's a young guy, um, and he in a pretty big hurry hired a coach within like two days and met Eberflus who we don't really know a lot about and so you're kind of trusting everybody's judgment and that's always a really risky thing to do at Hallis Hall is to trust the Bears judgment in Ryan Poles and a rookie GM's uh, judgment in his head co- in his head in first time head coach especially when he really hasn't done a true search I mean he really he really he really didn't and so so I'll be honest. I, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what. I'm not going to say it's, that it will. I'm, I'm not going to say that it will not work out. But I guess uh, I guess the word I've been using is dubious uh, because um, you, know, you almost have to be anything that happens. But you know, there's we've been through so many of these things now that uh, that you really have to see it and and uh, and and see what happens. So I know it doesn't answer your question, but that's no, the reality I, of it. Is really well, nobody really knows. Nobody can really predict. Um, what these guys are going to do, you can just point out maybe differences in, from the previous guys, and even then you really don't know because we didn't know much about Matt Nagy either, but we found out pretty quickly. Yeah, no, that all makes sense. I mean, that that is true. That's why, like, you can't really hate either of these guys because there's really not enough concrete on, you know, there's not enough winning and losing specifically attributed to either guy, and, you know, obviously they come in as a new guy. But the one thing I want to follow up on you with was that, you know, you, you are saying that, you know, polls did not um, have a, a – open up a bigger search that it was narrowed down to finalists that the Bears had interviewed. So do you believe that polls did not have the power to do that? Well, that I'll be honest, I really don't know. I don't know how, uh, you know, why they were uh, in such a hurry, maybe because things were heating up around the league or whatever. So I'll be honest, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I've heard that he, he had complete control of, of the interview of the interviews, maybe not the whole process. Um, but so I really, I really don't know what to tell you on that. I'm not sure if he was rushed into it or not. It sounds like he has more authority, uh, or he had more authority, uh, to, to maneuver. And, um, and, and I don't know, just the way, maybe, I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe it just worked out that uh, these were his guys, but, um, I would just think that if he had a regular search, um, you know, if he had been in place earlier, that would have been much more expansive uh, than it was. So, yeah. um, so again, it's kind of it's a typical Bears deal where you just don't know, and, and that goes back to the, you know, the whole thing about judgment. And you know, if this were the Steelers or the Packers or maybe the Chiefs, 
you'd give them the benefit of the doubt. But the Bears, frankly, haven't earned that. So let's let's wait and see and hope for the best, I guess. Well, and in that same vein, it just makes me realize how. And this is not just for the Bears. We're in the Bears bubble, of course, so we we are talk Bears specific. But this is what they're talking about in other places too, not out loud, but so so much of this is just luck because. You know, in terms of play, it is not a perfect science, and I think it's really hard to be good at deciding what players are going to be good to great at any level. So the resume, like we go back to Ryan Pace, the resume looked good with him. Everything about him seemed great in terms of the organization for which he worked, the, the, the you know, people vouching for him within that Saints organization and around the league. He was definitely a candidate to be reckoned with for sure. And then, it, it you know, he, he had more losses than wins, you know, it literally and in the figurative sense too when it comes to draft picks and things like that. So same deal with, with Ryan Poles. If we're just saying GM specific, everything looks good about him, and he may work out. Who knows? But sometimes it's just luck because these resumes are so good. Well, I think there is a lot to be said about uh, you know intuition and just knowing a people and knowing who would make a good coach and and being a good judge being a good judge of that. I think that's important. But I will uh, to your point. You know, a lot of success in the NFL at every level is circumstantial. It's about being in the right place at the right time. For instance. You know, one of the big advantages that these guys could have is if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers and the Packer, or if the Packers in any way kind of had had you know more uh, you know go go down just a little bit, regress a little bit, or have to start over or whatever. You know, that that plays a huge part. If you look at the history of the Bears, every every success, almost every success they've had in the last thirty years has been has coincided with the Packers not being good. That's that's fact. And so sometimes it's just being in the right place at the right Like all these coaches are going to the AFC West now, and now they're facing you know Patrick Mahomes and, and Justin Herbert, and uh, you know that might not be such a good deal for them. You know, for, for it's all it's, so a lot of it is timing, and um, sometimes you rush into a guy and maybe that ends up being the right guy. Sometimes you get the guy you want and it ends up being the wrong guy. So that does happen a lot, but with the Bears, it's so hard to. You know, they usually get the short end of that. You know, they never, they rarely kind of luck into anything. There's so many questions that obviously are, are going to be going through all of our minds as we move towards the press conference on Monday, and that is when Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus will meet the media at 11 o'clock on Monday morning in person at Hallis Hall. will be carried right here on 670 The Score. And Mark Potash, I mean, I know there's there's so many things, but is is there anything to you that you, you have to walk out of Hallis Hall having a better understanding of from either of those men or from the process? What What is it that you, you really need to know or you're going to feel like it was a bad day? Well, uh, my my history has told me that uh, sometimes the better you feel about a press conference, the worse it ends up. So um, I don't think there's really anything um, that uh, I don't think there's really anything in particular that would you know would would make me feel one way or another because it's like it's the old thing about winning the press conference. You could win it and, and it doesn't really mean anything. So. Right. Um, I guess what I would like to see, and it's not even anything they say, it's just how they uh, how they kind of comport themselves, because these are two guys who, now one's older than the other, Eberflus is, what, 51, yeah. um, 
But, you know, just that they look like they're ready to do this job because um, you've got to kind of be your own guy because I always say this, and I've been saying this a lot this week, is, you know, it's tough to grow into the job at Hell's Hall. There, you know, there, because there's so much dysfunction there, and there's people who just don't know how to manage other people that, you know, you pretty much have to be your own guy. And um, I think other coaches, I think the, the, two, the two recent guys, uh, uh, Nagy and Pace, kind of got caught up in that. And you just become, like I always say, again, I'm repeating myself, but the worst version of yourself. And so I want to see maybe just if these guys, just how independent these guys are, because mm-hmm. they're both rookies at, at, the, at their job. They happen so often with the Bears that you're expecting someone to grow into the job. And there's, like I said, there's no mentors there. There's nobody, there's, it's just, a, it's not a real great environment to do that unless you're like just, uh, just instinctively, that's just your being or whatever. So. Again, it's, you know, it's not a very good answer, but, I mean, that's kind of what you're looking at. It's kind of a shot in the dark. Yeah, it, it really is. And I think that especially with somebody like Ryan Poles as the, as the young guy, 30, is he 36, 36, I believe, Yeah, that he does come in as the, that is, that's young. And he comes in doing it for the first time, what that always represents. And, you know, to a lesser degree with Eberflus, just because he's new, I'll put him in the same category, is that it represents hope and innovation. Like, will these be, are these the next coaches that are going to be, the, that will get to wear the genius tactic? Are they going to take the NFL to the next step? Is there something innovative that the, that the Bears franchise can add to the NFL, that can add to this team? It And, I don't know that it lines up like that as much with with Eberflus, and that that's what this brings me to. Is do you think that does it matter that the Bears hired a defensive guy to be the head coach when the most important part of this franchise right now is Justin Fields? Well, I think that's definitely unconventional, uh, especially the way you know. Look at the four teams that are still alive in the playoffs. I mean, it's all offensive coaches who have uh, you know who have uh, you know. Who have pretty good offenses, so yeah. um, so that's against convention, I guess. Um, but I mean, it's happened before. I wrote earlier in the week about you know the Bears. You know, this similar situation. The Bears when it was twenty years ago or eighteen years ago, but you know they had a, they had Rex Grossman as a rookie, and they needed offense. And Jerry Angelo said that was a priority, and they hired Lovey Smith. So that worked out. I mean, they ended up in the Super Bowl. So. Um, now th- that was a long time ago, so maybe things have changed. But again, it all comes down to the uh, these guys' their judgment of people. It's not really about can you build an offense, or I mean, obviously that's part of it—an offense and defense. It's but can you hire the right people? I mean, how how good you know how good of a judge of 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 leadership are you? And so yeah. that's where polls hire their hiring of polls and polls hiring of Eberflus. That's the key to the whole thing because Eberflus now has to hire. He has to know exactly what he wants on offense. It's funny, I was doing some research earlier this week because Dan Quinn was a candidate for the Bears job, uh-huh. and he was a defensive coordinator, very high, highly, even more highly regarded than Eberflus coming out of Seattle, and he knew when he was hired at Atlanta, he knew exactly what he wanted, and it was, and it was Kyle Shanahan, and he didn't even know Shanahan. In fact, Shanahan was already contractually uh, uh, obligated to the Browns, and he had to kind of, I, I don't, maybe they have to jump through hoops, but he had to, he had to work to get him. But he knew who he wanted, 
And, of course, he had a more established quarterback in place, so that makes a, that's a factor. But the point is, he knew exactly he, – he had seen how, how Russell Wilson worked out, knew what, knew what kind of offense he wanted to run, and he, and he, knew, what, he knew what he wanted. But then when Shanahan left, he had Matt LaFleur there as a, as a quarterback's coach ready to step up, and, and he, and he over, overlooked him and hired Steve Sarkeesian from Alabama. And so he blew that one. So my point is – and one, he, as a defensive guy, he made the right call one time, but then he made the wrong call the next time. So, you, <laughs> yeah. you, so you just never. I mean, it's like it's yeah. circumstantial. It's like all you know. You just there's no real consistency. So, I guess my original point was that Eberflus. What we have to find out about him, and I think him being older, I think is a little bit of, makes a difference. I think him being, even yeah. though he's a rookie head coach, being 51, and he's just seen more, been with more people. I think that makes a difference in him being able to judge what he really wants in, in an offensive coach, because that is going to be a huge key. I mean, the development, you know, it's not like uh, Justin Fields is not like Justin Herbert, who was who had already established himself as a future star in his rookie year. He was, I'm pretty sure he was the offensive rookie of the year last year, wasn't he? And so Justin Fields is not there. He, there's a much more, much more development at stake here. So he's really got to make the right call there. You know, he doesn't, you can't, you know, there's, it's like Lovey had Terry Shea and then he, 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 uh, fix that mistake in one year. I don't know if Eberflus has that uh, has that much uh, margin for error. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, that pressure's on these guys right away. This is not a a job or a gig or a franchise or a city in which you get to just kind of get a pass for a year. And really, with with any NFL franchise, what do you think about um, Pep Hamilton potentially becoming the Bears' offensive coordinator? Well, I mean, he's an accomplished coach, and he's a former Bears coach. So, yeah. But it's hard to say. I mean, you know, he did uh, he did a good job uh, with uh, was Davis Mills was it Davis Mills this yes, year? I think with, with, with Houston. Yep. Well, you know, but but he he wasn't any better than what John D. Filippo did with Gardner Minshew as a rookie in Jacksonville. In fact, Minshew was probably even better. So, you know, what does that mean then? I mean, you know, John D. Filippo was with uh, was with. Uh, 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 Justin Fields and and it didn't work out. But the point is, these guys. I mean, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm I don't want to disparage him, but I guess that doesn't really do a whole lot for me. I mean, maybe it'll work, <laughs> maybe it won't. But it it doesn't. You know, it doesn't change anything. It's not. You know, it's not like hiring the 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 hottest guy. But but no, Pep Hamilton is a, is an accomplishment offensive coach. Um, uh, coach Andrew Luck and had success there. So. It could certainly happen, but you got to remember this is a big, big job here. This is a you know you've got uh, you've got an offense that is at an absolute low, and a quarterback who has a lot of potential. There's a you know a lot at stake here, so um, it's hard to predict how it would work out. But yeah, I wouldn't be against that. Let's put it that way. I, I was um, think the the Pep Hamilton thing, as you just said, it doesn't like yeah the, the resume's there. Guy's done a lot of really good things. Seems like he's obviously was with the Bears, but it doesn't doesn't do much. I feel the same way about Rod Marinelli, and I, like it's very possible that Rod ends up on that defensive staff in some way, shape, or form. And the, the guy is great, but he's been around forever. And I'm just like thinking it's just not very original or something. How do, how do you feel about him? Are you with me on that or no? Uh, well, I like Rod Marinelli. I think he's a really good defensive coach. I think the Bears were, you know, I think I think he was good good for the Bears. Is he uh, Vic Fangio? Uh, probably a notch down from the head, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, you know, uh, with the state of the Bears defense, I don't think it's quite as critical. I mean, they're obviously they're not as good as they once were. Um, 
but uh, with a defensive head coach, I don't think it's quite as uh, as as, um, yeah. as big of a big of a hire as on the offensive end. So, oh man, um, you know, again, I don't really, uh, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to know exactly who's going to work out and who isn't, and 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 so it's. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, it's hard to predict what you know what would happen, but I would just say that I think obviously the offensive hire is a real critical one. For yeah. The oh yeah, because I, you know, I just thought of this while you're talking about that the, with the offensive side. So here we go again with who's going to call plays. I get. I would assume that who, whomever they bring in as the offensive coordinator would be the one that called plays, unless Matt Eberfuss. Uh, <laughs> Matt Eberflus wanted to get you know really ambitious and call the play, so we we might have another play caller um, piece on our hands again. Yeah, well, I'm I'm almost certain that whoever he hires as an offensive coordinator um, will be you know will be the play caller, including this Luke Getze from uh, from Green Bay, who's their quarterbacks coach, I believe. Um, yeah, yep, is, yep, yep. Is that would be that would be the lure? Is that with the Packers? If he moves yeah. up to Nathaniel Hackett's job, he's still not going to call plays with Lafleur there. But with the Bears, he would. And so I think that is the big lure for a guy like him. And and so I think whoever they hire is going to be the play caller and almost almost not quite as much in charge of of the offense as like when Fangio was here and Nagy just kind of he didn't even. <laughs> yeah, it was fixed defense. You know, it right, was. Right. Uh, it was pretty, he made it pretty clear. Oh that, yeah, uh, he was gonna. He would just kind of look, see, oversee it, I guess, but but not really have a hand see, in it. The only time he had a hand in it is his rookie year. Matt Nagy's when he would go into the defensive room to get players on the defense to play offense for him. And that was about. Yeah, that right, was about right, all he right. cared but about. He, yeah, he pretty much knew that it was Vic's show. So uh, yeah, I think oh, yeah. it'll be similar to that, but not quite. But I'll, I'll be honest, yeah. not quite. I think Eberflus will have to be a little more of a of a coach of every part of the team, including special teams. It's a big test for him to really become, to really transition from a defensive coordinator to an actual, you know, to a head coach who's really in charge. And, again, that's that's the unknown. That's the X factor about all these guys is we don't know how they're going to grow into this job. And um, that's why there's trepidation along with the hope. Understandably. Mark, thank you so much. I will see you at Hallis Hall on Monday for the introductory press conference. Okay, thanks, Mark. I'm looking forward to it. Yep, I am too. That's Mark Potash. Covers the Chicago Bears for the Sun-Times. And I, I actually think that, yes, reasonably, Rod Marinelli, is, that's a really good matchup for a young, a first-time head coach, Matt Eberflus, and a, a credible name. I, you know, it's just like, how about something new and different? And it, that word, innovative, and Rod's great. He's great. I just, it just doesn't do much for me, just like what he was saying about with the Pep Hamilton. I'm Mark Grody. Got to take a break on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Really big fan of Pep Hamilton, obviously, uh, was here with him, I think, 2007 uh, through 2009. I, I really like, you know, Pep is just a really good guy. He's a really good football guy. Uh, I think him and Justin Fields would speak the same language. You know, Pep obviously coached a few years with Jim Harbaugh. I know Greg Roman was there one year with him at Stanford. Uh, he's coached guys like Robert Griffin, Tyrod Taylor, uh, Tyrod Taylor, those kind of uh, quarterbacks who can move around, Andrew Luck. So he's had a lot of experiences with a lot of different quarterbacks. Uh, I think they'd be lucky to get a guy like Pep Hamilton, a big fan of his. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to end up happening there. I heard that they also want uh, Getsky from the Packers. I wonder if they get Luke Getsky, if they'll bring down uh, Dick Buckus's nephew, Luke Buckus, uh, who is the assistant offensive line coach up there at Green Bay. 
That's former Bear Olin Kreutz on the score on the Parkins and Spiegel show. I'm Mark Grody. Great to have you with me on a Friday night. It's on the score, 312-644-6767. The Bulls at San Antonio tonight. 7-15 is the pregame. That is when we get to send it to Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington for the call of that Bulls and Spurs game tonight. Again, right here on the score. Pep Hamilton was the guy about whom Olin Krutz was talking there and, you know, singing his plaudits. He was with... The Bears, Pep Hamilton, in 2007 to 2009. Pep Hamilton, all of a sudden, like if you've been a Bears fan for, you know, in, in the 2000s, you probably recognize Pep Hamilton's name. You probably know that he was the Bears QB's coach, but he was also he was also a kid then. He's 47 now. He's like all of a sudden he's been around forever. And if you look, I'm not going to read his entire resume, but he's one of those guys, man has bounced around a lot, been in a lot lot of quarterback coaching in his life, was obviously did that for the Bears, did that for the Houston Texans last year. He has done it for other teams. The the way I saw it on his resume, in my opinion, his highest ascension was being the offensive coordinator at Stanford. But, you know, with some of that connection and the comfort that Olin Krutz was discussing, at least that type of thing wouldn't be bad. But, you know... Pep, who knows? Maybe Pep Hamilton is the answer. But, again, he, he is another guy that all, all of a sudden has been around forever. I want to talk more about the Bears. And, by the way, I know you guys have a couple of you guys are on hold right now. I will get back into your calls after the break at 312-644-6767. And the simple question that I asked earlier is, what stands out to you about the Bears' new general manager, Ryan Poles, and the Bears' new head coach, Matt Eberflus? What stands out for good or for something that you're not comfortable with? 312-644-6767. We'll talk more Bears coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. And I want to go through some Bulls bullet points with you as well. It's Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Eberflus, Eberflus, every morning you greet me. Soft and white, oh, so right, make sure the bears are good. Okay, I'm not even going to let the music comfort itself into the segment here. Because you need to know what the hell was Because that's what you're saying in your car right now. You're like, what What was that, Grody? That was Joe Buck. Yes, the Joe Buck. And that was on Matt Spiegel's voicemail, I think is the way it went down. Or on his voice memo. They were texting back and forth, and he decided to just do a voice memo that you could do on your iPhone if you'd like. And so that, that yeah, swear to God. That was that was Joe Buck. That's my explanation. I'm Mark Rohde. Welcome back in on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, we're talking about the Bears and their new GM, Ryan Poles, the head coach, Matt Eberflus, both of whom will be, they will have their introductory press conferences on Monday. You will hear it right here on the score starting at 11 a.m. on Monday. And I've been wondering from you, what has stood out to you about these two new Bears coaches, one GM and one head coach? What stands out to you for better or for worse? 312 644 67 
67. I talked a lot about polls, but what stands out for for Eberflus for me is a couple of the three three things before I get to your calls at 3124 67 He runs a 4-3 versions of a Tampa 2 defense. So that is to be noted. That is that is pretty exact about what he does defensively and presumably he will stay that way. Number 2, just like Ryan Poles, he has never done it before. So he has been great at every stop of his assistant coaching career, but head coach is a different monster. It has ruined men. <laughs> you know, you could be great at you could be Rod Marinelli, great defensive line coach, great defensive coordinator, and then you could go to the Lions and be 0 and 16 and bring you to your knees. It's a different animal. So that that's why it's an obvious thing to take note, but it's a really important thing and worth my time on the radio to mention it. The only other thing that I'll mention, too, is what he appears to be, and that is a strict coach, a disciplinarian coach. Doesn't sound like he's trying to be anybody's best friend, and that was evident to me today listening on the score when a guy by the name of Gary Pinkle was on the score. He was the head coach of Matt Eberflus in college at Toledo and listen to the Parco question and the subsequent answer I found very interesting from the research that we've done and some of the people we talked to on the show yesterday about him you know he's big on you know no loafing right if you if, if you loaf you're going to lose playing time and his teams are consistently <laughs> in the t- what makes you laugh about that well, just because that's that's kind of you know that you know you, we used to run on and off the field all the time. You know, I think I, I got that from Don James. You know, you know, legendary yeah. coach, and you know, and uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna demand excellence. That's what he's gonna do. Excellence when you prepare, when you're watching video, you're gonna have excellence when you're how we're gonna practice. You become a better practice player. You become a better team player. And so when I laughed at that, because that's kind of. He's got a plan. He's not going to just go on or try to be buddies with everybody. Let's win today. Let's, let's, you know, that kind of thing. He's going to have a system in place that they, that they do with all the coaches are a part of. And he's going to in, in create, which we talked about a little bit before, he's, he's got to create that environment with how the policies and things that he has done in his organization and it's treating people and all those other things. So I got a little chuckle out of that because that's, the, that's I, yeah, I knew he was going to say something like that in the beginning. So it sounds like Matt Eberflus is not would not be one to run any kind of a loose ship. Sounds pretty regimented, and I don't think Matt Nagy wasn't regimented, but it wasn't like a big stressor. He didn't come in with a, a loaf system. He came in, Matt Nagy came in wanting to run Andy Reid's offense, and and we all wanted to see it. We were there, we were there, and we were, I was in the front row watching and hoping for the Bears' sake that it would be that. But that that's what Matt Nagy came in with. And, you know, the, the whole team concept and partying, the, the disco, you know, partying and after wins in games, that was Matt Nagy. You know, it doesn't sound like there'll be much dancing necessarily with Eberflus, but that's just inferring from what people are saying about him. And, again, that was Gary Pinkle, his Toledo coach uh, in college, obviously, for Matt Eberflus. 312-644-6767. Ken, you've been waiting so patiently. Thank you so much for doing that. You are on the score, my friend. Go ahead. Uh, thanks, Cody. Good to talk to you. Uh, I'll keep it brief. I'm sure other people are waiting to talk um, I, don't, I don't know why you know people would be like that. Besides the the in, in, inbred 
pessimism that uh, that Bears fans have. Uh, this seems like a big swing to me, honestly. And, uh, and the, the GM, uh, for the first time, you know, everybody's hiring the young GM. Offensive line expert. You know, well, maybe not so much. But, yeah. you know, yeah. he's, he's, <laughs> he's an expert, but yes. Background. <laughs> right, and, he has the background. And you have the, uh, the um, Eberflus, who is um, expert in um, uh, linebackers, and he has Roquan Smith to work with. And if they even go to four three, you know, there's Mac who has thrived in both systems already, although he was much younger, but he can he can make it work. Yeah, and same for and Quinn. I, same for I Quinn. Like, Quinn. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. Both have so worked I, in that I, and I, yeah. you know, I, I just wanted to throw out that comment and see what sure. what you think about the pairing the marriage of the offensive lineman with a defensive uh, <laughs> linebacker coach. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, Ken. I don't honestly don't look at it that way because, like, like you correctly said, Ken, the you know Ryan Poles. That's his background, but I don't necessarily think that that means that he has expertise in it, so to speak. Maybe I mean maybe there is more to it than I know in his scouting background. Maybe that that is the thing that he has zeroed in on on the most, and maybe it is. But I imagine. His work and his learnings have leaned more towards knowing everything about every position and not just scouting offensive linemen. But you know, in theory, it I, yeah, an offensive guy with a defensive guy, one to complement the other, one with expertise in one area and one in the other. Yeah, it makes sense in in a perfect world. That is perfect. Rarely does it like seem like we can get results from that that we could actually bring and say, well, yeah, this since it was this combo platter. Like, there's not a lot of precedent necessarily, but it's worth bringing up. Let's go to Joe in Milwaukee. Joe, you're on the score quickly, my friend. Hey. What's up, Mark? How you doing, man? Joe, hey, what's up? Ken kind, of, Ken kind of stole my thunder. My whole point was Ken. I'm really excited about seeing Quinn and Mac on a 4-3. Uh-huh. I think it's awesome. All right? Okay. My problem, though, is where's Roquan going to play? Is he going to be a will? <laughs> contract's going to be up, and you're going to pay him that much when the whole problem with this team is the offense. It's not yeah. the defense. I mean, well, buddy, I'm just taking some Provasic tonight. Okay, <laughs> okay Joe. <laughs> Joe. Anyway, yeah. So I, I laughed about the Roquan thing because I've heard that question asked. That is the I am the least worried about. Oh my God, what, what are you going to do with Roquan? Roquan can play in any defense at a very high level. It may even go up a level. Remember, kids, way back when Brian Erlacher was in the three four with the big Keith trailer and. Ted Washington had his back, and he, life was good, man. Then they started making him run in the four three, and oh, then he he just got better and better. So, but Erlacher thrived in two systems as well. I, the Roquan and and look for for Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack. We'll just call them defensive ends as opposed to outside linebackers. They'll the. They'll be fine. It's worth bringing up, but I think that those guys will be fine. I got to get out of here. Thank you to Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times, our executive producer, Brian Callahan, doing a great job. I'm Mark Grody. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock with Stevie Sunshine. Bulls basketball is next. Bulls and Spurs with Chuck and Bill on the score. Have a great night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.